Hello everyone and welcome back to Highly Suspect Familiar Sons, a Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host and Game Master Ben Frisch and welcome back for episode 7, a very special, not bonus episode. Intimate? An intimate. (laughs) (laughs) An intimate episode with just Tim and I. Um, We had a scheduling conflict. Uh, Colin and Wes are going to be recording separately this coming weekend, so you and I need to finish one out so yeah but i mean also from a narrative standpoint it kind of makes sense given the yeah this is last bit we had kind of your thing yeah so in the last episode the three of you defeated a gear you got the shield generators and uh about three days in on your way back to now you got a message from the shagrian from season one he gave you some coordinates said something to the effect of your payment for our time together, which you guys know is uh, repairing the BD-1. Which, obviously, Sam, <laughs> who carried the BD-1, is very interested in. Yeah. Um, so we decided off mic uh, after we recorded the last episode that you would go get the BD-1 repaired and... Vivis and Bryn would go do the Corellian Shuffle. Damn it, I'm missing the Corellian Shuffle? You are missing the Corellian Shuffle. I'm sorry, bud. Vivis is not a good enough pilot. (laughs) It's it's actually going to be miserable, and it's probably best Som isn't there. (laughs) All right, well, I'll take the W when I can. But let's go ahead and start today's episode after we roll some Force Die. Two Light Side. One dark side. I have something very special planned for today's episode. Oh. So I hope you're ready. I hope so too. We're going to start with a shot of your ship leaving you on the planet of Froz. Ahead of you, you see a sandstorm. And Froz has this red, deserty feel to it. And uh, your visibility going forward is very limited. Just because the boys aren't here to drop you off, I'm going to say that somebody didn't want to fly into the sandstorm. I wonder who. (laughs) (laughs) But also, as a mountain, or no, I'm a southern Nikto. As a southern Nikto, I feel like it kind of feels like home. You picked the wrong Nikto. (laughs) Well, at least I've got my goggles, and watching the storm wall of the sandstorm approach, I feel like Sam will just lower the goggles, pop up his collar, and just start trudging towards wherever the coordinates are. The coordinates take you into the sandstorm. In the distance, you see the top of a structure, partially submerged under the sand. Getting closer and closer, you can tell whatever the structure is, it's round. And what you are seeing is probably maybe a tenth of whatever is hiding below you. You want to do like a knowledge warfare check for me see if you can figure out what this is okay and how difficult is it let's go ahead and make that against um thinking a time period let's just do two difficulty and i i know this is a bit of an ask but because i have those detection goggles does it help silhouette the structure does it give me any clues to what it might be yeah, I'll give you a boost for that. There's like a little AI, I think, AI or something in there. Yeah. I kind of thought we uh, 
we're talking about it looking like the ODST night vision. Yeah, yeah, mostly where everything has a outline or yeah. detecting like electrical things. Yeah, footsteps. Mm-hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, three advantages. Um, your goggles are telling you that you're getting light power readings, like a half mile underground. Oh Jesus! And as you approach, waiting outside of a little hole that looks like it's uh, been plasma cut open is going to be a small remote droid that is rapidly beeping at you and begins to scan you up and down. (laughs) Sam holds his arms out and turns in a circle like he's going into a club. The red light turns green and the little droid is going to head into the structure. And if you don't follow, he's going to quickly come back out and peek at you like he's trying to get you to come follow him. Yeah, I, th- I think Sam's still taking in the whole structure. How many stories above ground are there still? Like, is it a massive structure or just large? Like I said, you're probably looking at a tenth of the dome, and it's probably like 200 feet above you, maybe. Maybe like 100, to be That's fair. That's still pretty massive. <laughs> yeah, but knowing that like a, a quarter mile down or like a, there's an energy reading, you know that there's something bigger below you. Yeah, so Sam's going to just wave at the droid and say, okay, I'm, I'm coming, and step down yeah. into the cut hole. Stepping through, you know, you have your detection goggles, but there's going to be a light on the remote droid, and he's going to bring you to a door where he's going to stop, and kind of like the remote from KOTOR 2, he's just going to, like, beam the, uh, the control panel, and the doors are going to slide open, and you see a plain-looking Nemoidian old and hunched over and he's hobbling from place to place making repairs on the interior of a small control room a fancy looking optical set covers his eyes lenses switching in and out and he turns to look at you and the lenses shift so he can focus and look at you from a distance same outfit embarrassing right I say pointing at my goggles (laughs) you must be some Were you expecting someone else on this arid planet during a sandstorm? He's going to hobble over to you, the droid, and hold his hands out. I guess I open my coat and pull out the BD-1 unit. Yeah, just limp in your hands, kind of dangling there. He's going to quickly snatch it from you and bring it and set it up on a table and begin to start working. Careful there, that's a friend. And he's not really paying you any mind, um... Wouldn't say that he's being rough with it, but he's obviously an old school mechanic and he starts uh, talking to himself. Mm. A simple repair job. Yes. Uh, Not much I can do about this voice box. He never really had one to begin with, but we we got along fine without it, so. Mm. And uh, as he's working, Sam, give me a perception check against one difficulty. That's one success, two threats. You're looking around this control room, and uh, it's separatist design. And as you're scanning the area, I think your goggles are going to give you kind of like a, a notification that another heat signature is behind you, and the goggles are kind of giving you an arrow to turn and look. And as you do, you see a little Chadra fan standing at the door, staring up at you. That was quick. 
Is Colin there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, damn, that's a really good soundboard. All right. <laughs> well, Sam has his hand on his blaster as he's turning. Just. Uh, well, Garrick has his blaster hand already extended. Colin, would you like to describe what Garrick Gah looks like 20 years after we've seen him? Yeah, well, he's got his helmet on. Mm-hmm. So you can only see a little bit of the curl that's on the top of his head poking out the back. And it's kind of like that Samus-y looking helmet, but all like the paint's gone. Yeah. And other than that, I think he looks pretty much the same, just with more robes on. Yeah. You <laughs> still have a, the problem there. You still have is. a Dragon Eye Reaper pistol at your side. Yeah. Your jet boots. Still got the, what, SR-14 or something yeah. as the left hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't see the the robotic eye under the mask yet. M- Merrick, what are you doing here? I thought you were on Nel Hutta. I look at Haro uh, as if to say, did you already tell him my name? Because I didn't hear the distinction. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, you're what, the detective? I, and I walk up towards them. I think at this point we're friends enough that Sam takes his hand off, holds his hands up in front of his body and just says, I find and help people in need. I don't know about detective. I don't belong to an agency or anything. I'll uh, I'll take my helmet off just to roll my eye Duh. and set it down <laughs> on the counter near Haro. So I just thought my friend was going to get fixed here. What's actually going on? Because this seems like more than just a repair job. Haro is going to kind of chuckle and say, fixing this droid was only half of the payment. Garrick smirks. Payment to me or payment to you? Because I'm guessing we all have a very similar tall blue friend. And uh, he's going to plug basically just like a USB stick into the back of the BD-1. It'll take a minute for his new firmware to download, but he'll be operational soon. And he's going to hobble back over and start tinkering again in this control center. Sam is totally ignoring him. He's crouched down in front of the droid with his hands just on the table at chin level. Just like, buddy, buddy, there's me. Come on, wake up, buddy. Are you trying to get him to imprint on you when he turns (laughs) back on? I have plans for this droid. Now, Sam is just excited looking to see that he's getting his friend back. But Well, Haro, are you going to tell him the rest? Is that what guest wants? Yeah. Whose guest? Your guest? The guest. The man you were working for. The blue guy? I think he might not know that. He's just going to throw his hand out and keep <laughs> keep working on the, on, the, on the control room. Does he need water or something? He seems cranky. He's been this way for, what, 20 years? And I assume 23. Has- <laughs> there you go. It's good with numbers, though. Okay, so... What's the guest? What's what's going on? What's the second half that I have to do? Well, you wanna you wanna see the rest? I, the the rest of what? Hara will look back at you and say, and he'll hit a button, and lights inside 
of this structure are going to turn on all around you. Do they do like the the Indiana Jones where it like lights where we are and then just yeah. goes back one by one? And you see that you're in this control room, but there's a pane of glass that goes out into a factory of battle droids. B1s. How far into the distance are we talking? Oh, about the size of the interior of a, a looser Hulk command center. Dank Farrick. Shit. I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) Whoa, buddy. Watch it. Yeah, I think Sam just sort of like stumbles over to the glass, just puts one forearm up against it, and is just like looking out over all of this, just like. Because, I mean, Sam's probably like 30, 35. So, like, all the Clone Wars stuff is just before his time. Mm-hmm. Think that'll be enough? I I see one very glaring flaw, though. At least I assume you're talking about... This is about Nola, the Hut, right? His army? Yeah. What else? His ship is an ion cannon. Those are all droids. I'll look over to Haro. Is he still busy busy mm-hmm. I mean but he's kind of rolling his eyes I helped build the ion cannon it has a weakness it can only be fired once every 30 days and even then it takes an extraordinary amount of power to charge it back up again and I understand you were there for the last one yeah right when Noel the Hutt gave us his 30 days uh, time frame which seems oddly convenient now and I get why yeah he kind of made it look like he wasn't just scrambling to get it working again. Haro's going to, one hand working on a panel and the other is just going to hold out a small data pad for you, Sam. I go and I take it before Garrett can. Oh, Garrett continues leaning very cool against the console, except instead of like the small of his back resting against it, it's the like nape of his neck. Yeah. Still very cool though. Coordinates to where we found the ship to begin with. It's where I worked on it in my youth. I don't have any blueprints personally, but if you're looking for some, you can start there. Do I recognize anything about the coordinates as far as like where in general space it is? Uh, yeah, give me a, give me a check. Okay. Give me an outer rim check. All right, how difficult? Make it against two. Garrick, you want to help out here? No. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Garrick, right? <laughs> All right, well, that's one failure, one threat. I've never seen this place in my life. You've never seen that collection of numbers before in your life. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> it's like 12 digits, guy. I mean, come on. It's, uh, I guess you'll find out when you get there, then. I guess we will. <laughs> I turn to Garrick. Is he always like this? I mean, that it's insufferable. Take it easy, Bush League. Bush League? I don't even know who the hell you are. That's by design. Take it from me. There's bigger stuff going on. You can handle this one. Oh, there's definitely a lot bigger than you, so. I draw. <laughs> <laughs> your, your arm gun or your handgun or both? <laughs> My arm gun that has rapid fire. <laughs> so, really, I just... 
bend my elbow. Yeah, that's no, about I, I'm it. picturing your your arm gun just going boo, just charging. <laughs> yeah, out. you just see the light cast on the floor and on my cool rocket boots. And behind Garrick, you see the BD uh, kind of rise up, almost like he's shaking his legs out and kind of hopping back and forth, and looking around. And he sees you. Yeah, totally ignoring the imminent threat. Sam just rushes over, buddy. Gets back down. Oh, you're okay. Hey, you remember me, right? It's it's me, Sam. I power down my weapon because that was just a staring contest with higher stakes. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna project a little uh, a green green thumbs up at you. All right, buddy. I tussle the top of his droid head. He's gonna hop back and forth and then climb up your arm. Maybe he can read numbers. I think BD and I both just turn our heads and look at Garrick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't go to school. I was an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) I got my education on the streets where I work and live every day. What is is Haro doing? (laughs) He's just plugging away, rolling his eyes, and... uh, He's going to see a little flashing alert. Well, Garrick, it looks like they found us. We have company, you two. Go up top and hold them off. Uh, number one, company. Number two, who is they? Can you use this? And I hand him back his blaster that I lifted off of his belt as he passed me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I won't emasculate you like that. (laughs) Not without a roll, you won't, you son of a bitch. Who do you think? Nola's men. I just walk for the door. Yeah, on hearing Nola's men, Sam kind of narrows his eyes a bit, turns to Beatty and says, you want to stick it out in here with him or come with us? He, uh, arrow points straight to the door. <laughs> He's I'd ready to rock and roll. Nod at him, cock my blaster and follow Garrick out. Yeah, and while you guys are walking out, he's, once I'm finished, I would suggest hurrying back. Wouldn't want to be outside when I start this up. All right. Thanks, Haro. Hey, do they know your face already? Uh, yeah. We'll assume that's a yes then. Okay. Well, I don't. Good, I didn't, then. We killed his lieutenant, but there was a whole mindless slave army present at the same time. So it's like, do they have cameras built into their eyes? I don't know how evil men work. Okay, let's just fight them, and then we'll we'll figure it out. Should I put a mask on? No, you're you're good. You got goggles. Are you going to put your I helmet put my on? my helmet back on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before he so rudely asks. <laughs> Just kidding. So you guys make it back out. And uh, the sandstorm's still raging. But you can see coming down fast. Just like the spotlight of one of those landers that we saw Noel the Hut use. And it's going to park about 30 yards away. So we're, we're coming out of this door. And I imagine it's just open, sandstormy field between us, no cover or anything. Right. Well, let's go. Roll. Really quick. I could have sworn, yeah, I have my little black box, right? Little black box. The one that makes me turn into a weird censored area. Yeah, Yeah, you do. I I would like to, after saying... uh, I don't know, good luck or whatever I said. Yeah. <laughs> Click that and just kind of walk backwards into the the fog of sandstorm. Yeah, you yes. said let's go. Okay, yeah. 
It's better than good luck because that sounds like I'm abandoning you. <laughs> well, he's probably taking up an Overwatch position, so I guess I just gotta draw their fire and he'll support me, my new best friend. Roll vigilance. Oh, I should have done a leadership check on him. <laughs> you know that thing Garrick tried that didn't really stick. One success, two advantages. Uh, same for me. All right. So, I got three different rolls going on. I got two successes, two advantages, three successes, and two advantages. So, it'll go bad guy, bad guy, player slot, player slot, bad guy. Oh, my God. Who are we fighting? Some looking out into the sandstorm. You quickly look to your right, and Garrick has melted into the sandstorm itself with his cool gadget. And looking forward, you see two groups of three running full speed towards your position. The first one. Before they start, can I take an incidental? Yeah. I want to turn to the BD unit and just say, all right, buddy, their eyes are going to be on me. I want you to get low, get behind them, and surprise them. (laughs) Now the thumbs up, and he's going to jump off your back and just kind of scurry into the into the sandstorm. <laughs> and I try to twirl my gun. <laughs> you twirl it right as the shape of three men wearing kind of like these almost borderland style masks, all shaved head. You know, you can tell it's probably some of Nola's slave soldiers are going to come at you oh, God. with daggers and try to stick you in the gut. <laughs> I yell at them, knives? Really? Big surprise. They don't say anything back. All right. Four successes. It's going to be seven damage, my man. And this is the group. They're all kind of in unison attacking you, and you're trying to block them back, but they're cutting at your arms, and one of them swipes across your thigh and just kind of nicks you, pushing you back a little bit um, towards the entrance of the Looser Hulk. And then the second group is going to come in as well. For one success and a threat for four damage. Okay. What would you like their threat to be? Uh, can th- I know that they're mindless, basically automatons at this point. Can can they be doing like the dumb action movie thing where like one guy moves forward and then goes back and then the next guy comes forward? So I'm not totally engaged. Yeah, I'll say that you're only engaged with one group. Like the second group came in and the, the first three backed off of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not double engaged. <laughs> I just don't want Garrick to open fire on exactly me. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Garrick, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and blow my load and use the overcharge shot immediately. Cool. And I guess i'd be shooting at the ones that are engaged with me first just because they're the most immediate threat so that's too difficult yeah, do you do you want to use a maneuver to disengage uh yeah yeah that'd be smart so i want to like kind of like tuck and roll out of the little semicircle of them and just mm-hmm. come up and just blast the one overcharge shot dope so that's one success, three advantages. So I do crit. And that's three, so... 
8, 12 damage. Okay, so you definitely kill one with a crit, because a crit's an auto-kill on one min- on one minion in a minion group. What was the damage? It was a 12, no pierce. So you're at least going to kill two of them. Just tell me what it looks like. Because these are just basic two humans, you know, with the masks on, and they just have vibro daggers, and they're just trying to stick you. Yeah, I think, honestly, Sam just looks frustrated, because they did some damage to me, but not a whole lot. So mm-hmm. whenever he does the tuck and the roll out of the way, he flips the switch to switch it to the overcharge blast and mm-hmm. just shoots through two of them. And we get a camera shot through <laughs> both of them of me on the other side. Just with holes just through the their chest. power beam just drilling a hole through them. Oh, that's awesome. And I would reload to make it a cool moment, but I have to use that as a maneuver on my next turn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Player slot. Almost makes it cooler though, right? You having to reload after. Wouldn't be yeah. fun if it was easy. Okay, I'm going to do something stupid just to remind you how fun it was playing with Garrick. Does that <laughs> sound good? <laughs> I mean, I'm a little worried, but go for it. Uh, do you need like a stealth check from from me going into the storm trying to hide? Or should I just... Not yet. Go. All right, I'm just going to go then. Okay. I'm going to go as hard as Garrick can go. And I'm going to use his last one standing. So it's a hard resilience check. And let's see. Yeah, if he succeeds, he skips his next turn and eliminates all enemy minions in the encounter. (laughs) But you have one die. Yeah, but um, I also have that reduced difficulty. So it's only a medium. Go ahead and do it. And with increased effect, it also gets rid of a rival. Would you like to upgrade as well, or? Can't, because I'm spending the two destiny points to do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, hang on. Colin didn't roll. (laughs) Colin, would you like to roll a force die? What if I told you I did roll a force die, but it was one black and been forgot? Oh, still one black. Honestly, it really does feel like we're playing with Garrick again. Right? Yeah. We jumped right back in. And what's fun is none of my like marksmen will help on this. Yeah. Nothing. Um, yeah, I can't even do my re-roll. I mean, it's one of the strongest Oh, yeah, it's like the abilities. most broken thing I've read. Yeah. Because you're about, if you do it, I imagine you're going to make some shit his pants. God, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, you want to make yeah, people shit? All, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to roll it. Here we go. <laughs> ha! Fuck off! There's two blank dice, one success and one failure. <laughs> <laughs> Garrick's back. Garrick's back, baby. <laughs> so, nothing happens. Not a thing. Um, I assume my position is revealed yeah i want to say which i imagined was just directly between the door and the ship in the middle of the crowd yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you're behind them som drills a hole through the two and then he sees your camouflage kind of bleed off revealing you and then you quick drawing and missing the whole minion going in a full 360 missing everyone (laughs) yeah I'll take it. 
It's only two destiny points. Garrick, while you're firing at the group, Sam, you see behind Garrick, big, giant basilisk. Man, I really wish that had gone off. In, in red armor with a white trident that goes all the way from his stomach to his mask. And uh, he's got a halberd of sorts, and he's going to strike it down on Garrick. Anything special? Nope. Okay. Well, Garrick. It's going to be three successes, two advantages. So it's going to be nine damage and a crit. Okay. Here comes your crit. It's so weird playing such a physically diminutive character. 88. What's 88? 88 is, wait, what? Character becomes fixated and mesmerized by something for the rest of the encounter, constantly looking back at it to check on it. All skill checks are rolled with an additional difficulty die until the end of the encounter. After the encounter, if the character tries to pursue or obtain the thing that distracted them, they find it is either something else entirely or broken beyond repair and use. That is from Coldor. I was going to say, could it be Karana's face? Like, is that... No. That's what I was that's what I was thinking <laughs> is that you turn and you see Karana and he recognizes you and he swings hard just smashing you into the ground before looking up at Sam and he goes, "You." Oh, he's like he's in a real state right now yeah. then. Sam <laughs> points at him and goes, "Who the hell are you?" Top of the order. Hey, can I go? Yeah, you should go. <laughs> First minion group is going to attack Som. Two successes and three threats. So five damage. Okay. But three threats. What would you like their threats to be? They reload my gun for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I just think like if we, like if Karana yelling causes some sort of like feedback thing where they just like mm-hmm. with their mind control devices they sense his disapproval so like they all kind of stagger so the second group gets either a setback or loses a maneuver or something okay that's fun yeah i'll say that the feedback happens in the second group where there's only one of them left and he's grabbing the mask and like rips it off of his face and for a split second som you see a little bit of humanity and then it goes away, and he's back on it, but he's going to take uh, an upgraded roll against you. Sam notices that moment and internalizes it. <laughs> it's like the opposite of rebel suppression. He's going to get the dagger out and attack for another five damage and two threats. I would like to give a boost to Colin for whatever he wants to do. Okay, cool. I'll take it. I just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> Fly away. Um, Karana's melee in this campaign. He doesn't have four blasters. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a point-blank shot. I guess just between a gap in his armor. Um, I was going to go for his head and mm. say something like, this is your brain on death sticks. But I'm not going to do that. I got to save up my one-liners, I yeah. think. But yeah, so I'm going to... As I'm on the ground under his trident, I'm just going to reach 
I was going to say that I had the dragon eye drawn. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and use the dragon eye and then hit my jet boots to just back up and out of there. Perfect. Um, let me remember how good I am really quick. Very, oh, wow. Yeah, very good. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, and I'm trying to read my tree, too. So I have two ranks of point blank. The gun has a laser sight and stun. We're not stunning, don't worry. Laser sight is one advantage. Mm-hmm. I'll use true aim. So I get to, once per round, may perform a true aim maneuver to gain the benefits of aiming uh-huh. and upgrade the combat check once per rank of true aim, which I have two of. Okay. So just add one of those, right? Yeah. For the aim. And then it's going to be adversary two, so you got a challenge and a difficulty die if you're at short range. Okay. All right. Oh, and then the boost from Tim. Right. No? Yeah. Well, Sorry, it's a, like the biggest roll I've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's Garrett Ka. Got five yellows. <laughs> All right. That took forever to roll. Okay. So that's five advantages. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five successes with okay. an additional two damage. So that would be... What, 8, 2, 10, 15? And then on the advantages, I'll crit. Uh huh. With a vicious 10. Not vicious 10, lethal blows 10. Uh huh. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Any pierce to throw on there, or? Ooh, good point. I don't think so, though. Well, now we remember how strong Garrett Guy is. <laughs> So that's good. To be fair, I really blew my nut there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and roll the crit at plus 10. So 91. So you said that you were going to jet boot away after you took your shot, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, good. 91 is berserk. Target (gasps) becomes berserk and attacks the closest character to them for 1d8 halved turns. Oh, Okay, so we're both fixated. <laughs> and uh, that is from Chuck Nicey. Okay. Well, Chuck, we just see the classic Garrick. You just quick draw fire into his chest as you're, you know, jet mm-hmm. booting back. And you just see, you take a chunk out of his shoulder. Just blow the armor away and blood immediately starts to run down his top rightmost arm. And... He's still just staring at Psalm, and he hits the halberd on the ground twice, like, gung, gung, and he's going to start sprinting and just swinging, and on his turn, he's going to just annihilate one of the uh, slave militants, just cleave him in, in half. So that's probably the group of one that's closest to him, right? Yeah. 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 Shit. <laughs> hey, uh... With that one last advantage, could I get a status update from Haro? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll say that he says, time to get in. We're taking off. And I imagine he's already patched some into our network. Yeah. Right. Okay. Whew. <laughs> and you guys are right there at the entrance. And Sam, on your turn, I'm going to say that you start to feel the sand start to quake and 
shake underneath you as uh, you just see the structure shift and start to lift off out of the sand. Okay, I want to use BD's held turn and say, buddy, hit it. What does he do? Oh. I know what he does. What's he do? Tim, do you want to give a leadership check to see if BD1 does it, or do you want to... Oh, see if hey, he can just do it on his own. Could um, could Garrick help? Garrick's got a little leadership. Isn't that neat? But this and is a command. This is Psalm, though. Telling his little buddy to get it done. No, sorry. If he, if Garrick could assist Psalm in some way, <laughs> could we call this cool because we set it up beforehand? I'll give you cool if you want to do cool, or he can try to roll it and make it happen. What do you want? I think cool, making it like a tag team moment. Yeah, go ahead and take a boost because uh, you finally got your little buddy back. Adorable. And how difficult? Uh, Make it against um, one difficulty. All right, so it's a triumph, two advantages, and a failure. Well, that's God saying this doesn't happen that way. Well, like... (laughs) It looks really cool, and it does cool stuff, but he, like, blacks out again. <laughs> yeah, so you know how the BD in um, Fallen Order has a little stem canister that, like, pew, shoot out? I want to say that he has, like, little flash charges in there or something. Like a flash charge, maybe, like, an adhesive charge that can, like, keep somebody stuck. You know, I'll let you decide what you want to have happen there. Do we just pick from the full set of uh, <laughs> Sam, what's his name, Sam Fisher abilities? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of, like, the the kid who used to be part of his family. I don't want to say owner. <laughs> the kid from the family that he was with before basically just put fireworks in his head. Oh. Oh. That's cute. And then that poor they never got the chance to set it off. Yeah. Da- okay, yeah, we got it. Yeah, Jesus. That's so sad. Dank Farrick. <laughs> <laughs> and the BD unit, he recognizes a basilisk, not that it's the one that he wanted his revenge on, but it is one, and he's going to lower his head and shoot a little flash charge that will stop Karana in his tracks for a moment. And he's just going to start blindly swinging his halberd cutting through the the couple slave militants there as BD and I assume you two get back on the ship as it's taking off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, either I grab him and run on or tuck and roll, whatever. And the ship is lifting up and Karana is starting to slide down the bit of sand, realizing what's happening, and he's going to rush for the ship and take off just in time and you guys will watch his ship go off into space as you guys are rising up into orbit. Who the hell was that guy? That was your, uh, your lieutenant's dad. That was Mardok's dad? Yeah. And you know him? Yeah, uh, old crew member if you can believe it. Karana. And, uh, Garrick's gonna step away from the, the viewport. <sighs> Well, we, uh, we on track, Haro, or? And get through your comms. Oh, yes. Definitely. And out of this hole, you see a shield kind of come up 
blocking the vacuum of space as, as the ship reaches orbit. And uh, you guys are going to hit hyperspace with it. No, you're uh, not. no, you can't. It's just going to be. Yeah. In, it's just going to be in orbit. But yeah, you guys go back to Haro, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in there, packing up his things, his tool kits and whatnot. It could, um, as we're going out, could we be? You know, like I walk into the control room, I grab the one bag that I've got in there, and we've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. And I imagine it would seem weird that we're like, we're done here. But then, like, could one of the things come out and lower a platoon of droids, like, to operate the ship or something like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that a lot. Yeah, so you look out, you see the droids coming down off of the racks, and they're all going to go take their stations in the ship itself. Hey, maybe don't uh, tell the chagrin I told you all that stuff. Wait, you you guys are leaving? Am I going with you, or what? Do I get a ride? Haro's gonna laugh and just be like, "We'll let Tesla Thorn know that he has a shipment to come pick up, but we must be off." And uh, he's gonna lower his hand down and grab your <laughs> hand, Garrick, as he's kind of hobbling with you, heading yes. to the hangar bay. Uh, wait, is there food here? What? It's all droids. What? You're leaving? <laughs> the door closes and then it reopens and there's a single piece of jerky on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you follow them as they go to the hangar, just yelling questions and Haro just not paying you any attention. Yeah. And uh, from across the hangar bay, Sam, you see a VCX 100 land and waiting there at the loading ramp, we see a gray Twi'lek and blue robes with the Shagrian next to him and coming down to greet Garrick and Haro we see a, a Mandalorian in graphite and gold armor who gives you a subtle nod as uh, they all get back on the ship and it takes off hey assholes who's taking me home <laughs> so sweet <laughs> and you turn around to see uh a bunch of droids coming into the hangar bay to go to their stations. I I take out my comm and I guess I've got no bars on it. And you can't talk to the droids. They're not programmed to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to find me here, Tesla like- Thorn, and I'm just going to have a huge full beard for a Nikto. <laughs> but Sam, you can go ahead and just like contact the boys uh, and they'll come get you when they're done doing the shuffle. <laughs> I just think it's more fun to think like a week passes and I'm just like stuck in this <laughs> sci-fi hell hole. I love this though. This is the most the most simple way you can show exactly how the highly suspect crew helped people. Yeah. <laughs> Just from the perspective of the people that they helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so long. <laughs> just Cass giving a knowing nod and a salute when I'm just like, what the fuck? We've all been there. End of episode. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check out our website and send us a message to get free access to our Discord server. And if you feel so inclined, consider giving us support on Patreon. Our theme song is Far Apart by Airglow, and our background music was done by TV Magic. Edge of the Empire is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. 
Until next time, may the Force be with you.